Welcome to Jewish Boy Calls His Mother. I'm your host, Sadia, and this is my mother, Ima. Hey, Ima. Oh, my sweetness. So, um, as I just finished doing some shopping and I'm outside and it's a beautiful day in Florida. It's like 80 degrees. What's the temperature in Baltimore? I think like 60, actually. We've gotten some ge- decent uh, decent weather lately. Not bad. Not bad. It'll probably snow next week. Yeah, that's that's what we're expecting. <laughs> like, it's February has this moment where it's like it's freezing cold. Then for like a week or two, it's like close to spring. Then it goes back to freezing cold until like March 20th or like April 1st. Then it's just raining for like a month. Well, there have been, I'll tell you, there have been some, some winters in Baltimore where there was no spring. It somehow, the winter did not want to let go. And it was May and it was still in the 30s. It was crazy. And then June hit. And then the later part of June, it just jumped right to the 90s. In fact, there was one June where we had a very late surprising frost that came like it was like the first week of June, second week of June, and the temperature punched right down to the 30s, very unexpectedly, very suddenly. And people who had put in their tomato plants were just furious. Oh, I'm sure they were. Um, Yeah, so I was going to tell you uh, about like it's this is more of like a heavy topic. um, And I was going to do a little more elaboration. um, So just bear with me here. Um, So like a couple of weeks ago, uh, Ruthie got into a car accident and it banged up her car and we had to take it in When we had to take it in. She was on my schedule uh, when it came to going to work and, you know, getting organized and starting her day and and ending her day. And I start my day at six o'clock in the morning and I don't end it till like, you know, six o'clock at night. I have like, you know, a 12 hour shift kind of thing and i work with her and we um we basically were having a very busy schedule where where the cat wasn't being taken care of uh 100 like we were feeding him we were playing with him but like he, he the cats are very sensitive to schedule so the cat started having a bladder issues and he got stuck uh, stuck stopped up and we had to take him to the vet and the vet we we had to take him originally to the emergency room um to have a catheter put in and have that taken care of. And then during this time, you know, the, the bill, we didn't have cat insurance. We didn't have pet insurance at the time. So the bill was pretty high and we had to deal with that. Um, and then like, then my engine light went on and I had to get my engine light checked. So it was just, everything was just spiraling and spiraling. And I was just getting stressed out and annoyed mm-hmm. and just mad at myself and mad at everything else and blaming myself for everything. And just feeling, feeling, I mean, the word I'm thinking of, I guess, would be a loser. Just feeling like a loser. Um, you know, just looking back in my life and being like, oh, I should have, could have, would I messed this up. I ruined that up. I screwed this up. And I was wondering if you can walk me through times that you felt like you were a loser, that you screwed up, and that you had shit going down. And if you can elaborate a little more on, on those stories. How about my entire life? That's, that. <laughs> That's what I kind of figured. You know something? I'm t- you're no different from anybody else. Everyone feels the same way, especially when, when one thing after another seems to happen. What was wrong with your car? How come the engine light went on? So um, I got it checked by Lenny, and everything was okay. It turns out Good. there was some like I got my car's emissions tested, and they didn't properly like close off certain parts of the car, oh. so it was registering the the thing wrong. I mean, it still got beeped, 
there were a few other things that had to be taken mm-hmm. care of. Um, but you know, that's that's for later down the road. But the main if you're, if you're in Florida, we don't have emissions testing. Yay. <laughs> I mean, I tried I know what you the, the emission testing people. I quite honestly, I think it's a whole scam. I really do. I think it's a scam. Yeah. Because our our vehicles are all coming with pollution control devices. There's no reason for it. As a matter of fact, there was one time where they actually was a, were able to bring it to a referendum in Maryland for the people to vote whether or not they wanted the emissions testing. The people of Maryland overwhelmingly voted to get rid of it, and the governor refused. Somehow he was able to override the votes of millions of people. And, you know, from one activist person, I'm sure, let's put it this way, I'm sure, um, I don't think uh, the emissions people were, or the um, companies that provide the emissions equipment were lining his pockets. You don't think there would be anything like that in our government in Maryland, do you? Oh, of course not. Um, so back, um, I was trying back to what you were saying before. And can you give me points in time that you felt the way I did? You said your whole life, but can you give me like, I would say something when you were 35 or on the age of 35. That was very easy. All I had to do was look in the mirror. (laughs) Care to elaborate? Better than that, put on a, put on a bikini and look in the mirror. That did it. That did it entirely. So you had body shaming issues. (laughs) <laughs> but, but like my, my my point I was trying to make was you know at that time at your lowest point what would be a regret that you had you realized it was just you expressing frustrations but it wasn't really a regret oh gosh it's a good question that's a good question but you know something life, life isn't perfect it isn't and we're you know, we're not going to win all the time. We're not going to succeed all the time. You know, we have to try our best, but um, there's, you know, I think everybody feels this way. Even, you know, you would think that, um, you would think that people like, you know, your big millionaire people, like, you know, your Bill Gates and all these individuals that are, you know, living multi-billion dollar lives that you and I can only dream of. And you see in their personal life uh, how, you know, think, things are going, things are how there are many areas where they're not succeeding. Yeah. I think, um, yeah, I, I think it's just a matter. Someone once told me when I was, uh, I was in New York and I was, um, I was um, learning one of the schools there and I was late to one of the classes and it just so happened that particular teacher that was teaching one of the classes was getting irritated with people coming in late. And I came in late. And she just yelled at me to get out of the room. And, uh, you know, I didn't want to make a scene. So, you know, I left. And I was very, very upset, of course. And, um, you know, why, you know, why this, why that? Um, what I, my first job that I had in New York, um, I got fired from. Some pretty good reasons, yeah. and it's like I thought to myself, I am nothing but a pathetic case. I mean, what can I say? You know, I'm, I'm, I'm little. I'm stocky. I'm five foot two, and on the stocky side, and you know, it'd be nice. It would be nice to be uh, maybe five ten and thin, but I'm not. Um, 
And one of the girls, when I was so very frustrated at that point, she said to me, you know, she says, have you ever thought of just rolling with the punches and stop trying to fight so much? You know, it's funny you say rolling with the punches. I was thinking about that today because, oh, the other thing that that really topped the the plate of the weekend was we were supposed to go to Pittsburgh for the weekend um, and and hang out with my friends. And unfortunately, because of our cat, um, we had to cancel everything. And it worked out in the long run because my friend's wife was currently not feeling too good. Uh, so we were able to like, it worked out in the long run, but still the feeling of not being able to get away. And I was working really hard throughout the whole week. And like the past month and a half, I'm working on Sundays, trying to get like deadlines passed and work really hard to get things done. That mm-hmm. it was just so frustrating that I just had no release. And, 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 and when I think of rolling with the punches, it gets to a point where I'm thinking like, Okay, I don't care anymore. That's rolling with the punches. Just not give a shit. Don't care. Let it keep on hitting you in the face and then just feel dead inside. And it's very frustrating because rolling with the punches feels like a defeatist. Like, oh, just roll the punch. Oh, okay. So I just won't care about anything anymore and just let things slide. Like, no, no. There's a difference between rolling with the punches and, like you said, just I don't, I don't care anymore. Big deal. You know, um, there, there's a difference. Rolling with the punches would mean, um, yeah, you care. Yes, I am going to do everything I can to remedy the situation, but I'm not going to let it tear me up inside. You know, I can't, yes, I care, and I'm going to, and I'm going to do what I can. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to take care of the car. I'm going to take care of the cat, which is what you did. You took care of the cat. You took care of the car. Um, you took care of, um, of your wife's car and everything in that situation, and that was pretty good. And you and you handled it. Going with the punches means to, I guess, there's a term in English called equanimity. Yes, yes. Equanimity, calmness. And you did just that. You should give yourself a pat on the back. No, I, I didn't do it calmly. But you I didn't was... fall apart. But you didn't fall apart. You handled it. You well, did it's it. like it's like there were moments where like I felt like I kind of fell apart because I felt like when I was in the car alone, driving home from work, exhausted, having to deal uh-huh. with everything and then seeing that engine light turn on the words that came out of my mouth was just like f this f that i'm done get me out of here that's it is there like a way out of this matrix is there a way out of this freaking timeline like i'm done i'm so freaking done and it's happened to threes so that's your threes <laughs> already so you're finished no it was the cat the car pittsburgh and the other car that was four you know that was four okay so you get you did more you did more than your share okay so you did it you, you succeeded <laughs> oh gosh yeah, i want something interesting um there's something on youtube i came across yeah where um this it, it was a mathematician was talking about numbers related numbers numbers by which oh uh, yeah he was basically the whole idea was whole premise was how can you tell there's a guy and he says, well, you can tell you as a guy, and this was a big mathematician. He says, if you look at the universe, everything is run. Everything in the universe runs by combination of three, six, and nine. So I was thinking about, everyone always says that when disaster strikes or when you go through a hard time, it hits in threes. I mean, <laughs> see, I, I kind of have issues with that because it's like, I don't know. That's kind of an absolute concept that I really, it really is going to have to be proven immensely um you know but 
that's but again that that's that's where I was getting frustrated. That's where I was getting annoyed with with like the fact even the way I reacted, I felt I wanted to feel like I was so put together, but like this week I just wasn't having it. It was just constant frustration like every other day was some other problem and it was just like I'm just looking for the weekend because I just wanted to let go of of, of everything. I was just you know, so done. The thing, the thing is like I keep saying, you handled it. Yeah, you yeah. reacted. Yeah, you were upset. But you know something? I've seen people who in the face of some, say something difficult like that, not God forbid a major horrible life-changing disaster. No, God forbid not like that. But something, something kind of like irritating, something that kind of messed up their day. I have seen people so totally fall apart that they just start crying and crying and they can't, they can't do anything. They're just totally taken apart. And um, you, okay, yeah, you, it wasn't hot. You weren't happy about it. Yeah, yeah, you did uh, say some few choice words. But you know what? You stuck in there and you handled it. I'm going to tell you like a funny story. I don't know if we've mentioned this before, but um, when I was in college, there was a um, hurricane that hit the area. I think it was um, Hurricane Agnes, whatever. And I'm upstairs. And I hear my mother crying. Okay. And I go down to, we had a sub-basement. I go into the sub-basement. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> the sub-basement was flooded. Yeah. What happened was something something went wrong with our sub-pump. Okay. We couldn't, we, didn't, we couldn't figure it out at the time, but later on I was able to, I was able to find out what was wrong with the sub-pump and fix it. Mm-hmm. So what happened was, Here's my mother, and she was in this nightgown. My mother now was rather rotund. She was only 4'10 and weighed like 140 pounds. And at nighttime, she would do her hair for, for, for decades. She always did her hair the same way. She would take the bobby pins and roll her hair into these little tight curls and then pin it with the bobby pins. Yeah. <laughs> so she's standing there. She's wearing these big rubber galoshes, you know, because we know with the stuff up and everything, you know, you got to be careful. You have to wear rubber to keep from getting electrocuted. And she's got a bucket in her hand. <laughs> and she's in the with her hair in the little, in the, in the little tight pins, girls. Mm-hmm. And she's holding the bucket with these big galoshes and in her nightgown and the, and the robe. And she's crying. She's sitting there crying. <laughs> <laughs> I said, what happened? She said, something's wrong with the sub pump. And we got to she was trying to bail out the water and throw it into the, into the, into the sink that we had there. And obviously she wasn't succeeding. It was too much. So I said, what's with this? So they told her to go. She goes, she called up uh, BG&E and they told her to go jiggle the sub pump. But that was stupid. I mean, come over with your bare hands and jiggle the sub pump. Gonna get yeah. electrocuted. That's crazy. No, you, you wouldn't be protected. Like. So You'd she be... called the fire department. The fire department hasn't come yet, though. So I had an idea. I said, I said give me, I said, come on out. I said, give me the goshes. Let me see what I can do. I put on the goshes and I picked up this long, like two by four that we had in the basement. Yeah. And I hit the sub pump with it. And I see this flash of electricity just go right across the floor and the sub pump starts working. Oh, wonderful. After the water's all drained out, I walk over. The problem was that there was this wooden, uh, like, base 
that was right there at the sub pump. And somehow this wooden base, this wooden frame had gotten moved for some reason, kicked or who knows, pushed for some reason. And it was right up against the piston of the sub pump. So it mm. couldn't go like up and down. The piston was supposed to go up and down and get the sub pump working. So the piston couldn't move. So when I hit the sub pump with the two by four, somehow it jiggled this, um, it jiggled this um, wooden frame that was around the base of the sub pump and the piston was able to go up and down and up and down. So, so anyway, there was one time when you kids were little, I, you know, I don't know how old you kids were, but you know, um, we had a flood, a similar flood in our basement. Yeah. And when I came downstairs and I saw the water all over the floor, and um, I don't know how many inches it was, I was, my first temptation was to burst into tears and just lose it. But then I thought of my mother. <laughs> and I thought to myself, do you want to look like that? Oh, gosh. I thought, no. I said, you better, you just better go. The wet, get the wet, dry back and start working. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Actually, it's, it's I, have a, like <laughs> I have a similar story with water, basically. was like there, the, there was a time. I was growing through a bunch of stuff and like I was, you know, single and all this other things. And like my washing machine broke and I had to just get uh, the sub pump and come home after work and just clean it up by myself. Like just a lonely piece of shit. Just being like, all right, whatever. Get the stuff done. But, um, <laughs> what what about what about Zadie? Did, did Zadie ever have like moments of like frustration and like just done? Like or was he like a real stiffer upper lip, upper lip 1950s guy? He was more of a stiff upper lip 1950s guy, except when it came to me. Oh, yeah, when it came to you. That's when you he were... lost. That's when he would lose it. You were the final <laughs> straw. That's what it was. I think you were the final <laughs> straw that like really pushed him. Um, but but moving on though. So I have a question. What were your feelings like when your parents were better grandparents to your children than they were a parent to you? Um, I kind of understood, yeah. and that's the that's it's, it's human nature. In fact, I was listening to one to this uh, talk show psychologist years ago, mm-hmm. who was actually talking about that, and she said, "Isn't it interesting how the patience that we have, patience and the wisdom that we get, uh, with an, with being an older age, we wish we had had that wisdom and patience when we were younger." Yeah. And they were talking about that one time on a, it was a, program, a show, I was, a program I was listening to about a human brain development. And they did some research and they said they, as a, a person ages, that there is a part of the brain that determines like, um, I say problem solving, and I guess what we would call wisdom and calmness. And that part of the brain actually gets, actually gets more developed the older you get. So it's a very yeah. biological thing. Yeah, it's a natural tendency. I kind of understood. First of all, as a grandparent, you don't have the same pressures mm. as you have as a parent. As a, there's an old saying, being a grandparent is all fun and no responsibility. Um, because as a parent, you know, you're worried about your kid and you've got, you got bills to pay and, you, and you've got, you know, your kids in school and you have, um, you know, clothing and you have, you know, other your kids have to provide for them their clothing, their food, their recreation, um, their this, their that, you know, um, medical attention, things like this, you know, and that's a lot of pressure and that can really 
weigh very heavily on a person. Whereas as a grandparent, you know, thank God you, you know, you've paid your dues. You don't have that anymore. So you don't have that kind of stress, which really makes a big difference. And, you know, the way, the way, the way that you uh, might look at life. Yeah. I, I think, I think it's kind of funny, but it's like one of the main lessons we're learning from this week's episode um is like how to take it on the chin you know you just have to take life on the chin and the older you get the more you're used to it that doesn't bother you anymore you become numb to it remember what your sister Hani said about life when she was i think she was three years old or four years old you know what you say she said how she was like four years old and she said this however you are born the older you get the further away you get from it oh okay that's a mathematical <laughs> thing i wonder why makes sense um why well, she's mathematics and she, yeah. and, she, and, she, and she did go into accounting so uh yeah a good jewish profession <laughs> um so i guess uh, uh, another question that i have that i'm realizing like I, I think you had a few nicknames, but some of which I cannot repeat over the air. A hundred percent. Can you tell me what kind of nicknames you had and why you had them and how you got them? Well, it was Shar, obviously, for sure. You know, my English name is Charlene, so it was Shar. Mm-hmm. My cousin called me Shar Monster. Why Shar Monster? I was, I, let's put it this way. Had Ritalin been around in those days, I would have definitely been a candidate. <laughs> I think you still are, Ima. <laughs> um, what other, what other nicknames? I think it's a, da, da, da. Um, when I was in oh, when I was in high school and college, um, I think I told you that it became very much in vogue. Yeah, to have girls, a girl names to have boys yeah, names. Girls were, ta- girls were taking on boy names and yeah, you know, starting to dress like very you know, like. It was like, let's go Mashiach comes. And it says, come on, Mashiach comes. That, that was, that, that's going to happen. That men and women, boys and girls are going to kind of switch places. Girls are going to become more masculine, more assertive. And guys are going to get a little more, like, you know, more feminized and a little more gentle. Um, so um, anyway, uh, so I called myself Charlie. You know, mm-hmm. boy, the boy form of Charlene. There was this one guy, though, for, he used to like to call me Chuck. Oh, wh- how come? <laughs> It's Chuck is the nickname for Charles. Oh, I oh I figured like yeah. was there anything that like a nickname that you like to like you you earned somehow or like you had someone just say something like I know my nickname Sarge or Saji or Sarge or Soda Pop like I've heard all <laughs> sorts of renditions of my name just out of pure I think laziness or whatnot from people. I'm trying to think. Um, of the, oh, there was this guy in. Let's put it this way. My maiden name was Dickman. Yes. And all I can say is it's a good thing I was a girl because there were guys that used to joke around about my last name. And me being a, gr- a girl, um, I didn't take I, you know, I took it as a joke and I it didn't and I didn't ta- you know, I couldn't take it seriously since I was a girl. Had I been a guy and I said the same thing to me, I think I would have been like Bleh. Oh, calling you Dickless? Yes. <laughs> oh, yes, yes, yes. I I I, I know. I remember that one. Um, what about your siblings? Did your siblings have like other nicknames that like I don't know? What do you mean? Their their nicknames are my nickname. Like like I know one of our siblings' nickname is Yosifa. 
And that's like a nickname that like mentioned once when he was like three years old. It carried on for oh. a couple. Of years. So like that was before he had his upshurnish. Exactly, like, exactly. He was such a he was a pretty boy. Pretty boy. Yeah, that, he was a, he he was a pretty had, boy. He had long, beautiful blonde hair that none of my girls ever had. <laughs> I mean, beautiful, long, thick, beautiful blonde hair. Yeah. So like anything, it's, anything it's, like that. Tease around about him. No, I'm. Well, Mushka, you know, we used to call. I used to call her Moosey. Yeah, Miss Moosey, Miss Moosey. Yeah, Ms. I'm aware Moosey. of that. But I'm talking. Yeah. I'm talking about something with your sisters. Oh boy, I'm trying to think. Um, my sisters, my sister, sister, sisters. Mm. Uh. <laughs> well, Judy. Um, we used to call her Jude sometimes. You know, oh, Judy. So when the song came out. Hey, like, Judy. <laughs> oh, you must have gone well, nuts. There was, also, there was also a song that she really picked up, that everybody really picked up on when she was, I think she was in junior high school. It was Judy in disguise. Da, 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 that's what you are. Da, 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 Judy da. in disguise? Judy in disguise. Lemonade pies. Who sings that? And a brand new cigar. Cantaloupe pies look to me tonight with Judy in disguise with glasses. I'm going to look it up sometime. I'll so look everybody, it up. Of course, yeah. that, that was the word. I think that, I don't know if, it's, if I can say it's the worst thing or the funniest thing. It depends. I guess, I guess it depends how you take it when there's a rock and roll song. Oh, yeah. With your name. Like, um, I was talking to this woman one time. I had to do something over the phone with some, I forgot what company it was. So I called her and I said, who should I say I'm speaking to? She goes, Dawn. So I sing, Dawn, go away. I'm no good for you. She goes, oh, yeah. She goes, I was in high school when that song was out. People used to sing that to me all the time. Yeah. I, 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 I never had that, nor did I ever have a keychain with my name on it. A keychain with your name on it? That, yeah. You know something? That was a thing back in the day. Yeah, but that, that, was, that was one of the things that upset me when I – was growing up is that you know you go to the store and you this keychains with names and all sorts of things with names and there's Sarah and there's Jane and there's Anne and there's you know, even Judy or whatever. Never I never found anything with a Charlene on it. <laughs> Couldn't find a woman said Charles. <laughs> take away, just take with that one. Just just run with it. Uh, I have a good question actually. Did did your parents have pet names for each other or nicknames? Nicknames. Nicknames or pet names. Not like asshole or dick or. <laughs> well, that goes without saying. <laughs> uh, I'll be all right, folks. <laughs> um, no, actually, no. Really? I never, I never heard them use pet names. Did I guess, was that like back in the day? Like that was just the style back in the day? Like you don't talk to each other like informally? I, don't know. I can't say that. I don't, I don't know. I honestly don't know. Sorry. Like, like, would your mother ignorant, come... ignorant, ignorant about that? Oh, okay. Well, I'm just. I, what I about gotta... you? Do you, do you, is you, do you? Do you and your wife have pet names? Um, the... <laughs> was... <laughs> I'm gonna go. I'm trying to go high, but I just have to go low. <laughs> I'm gonna... <laughs> no, just like honey, babe, sweet cheeks. No, that's that one's that one I made up. Um, no, nothing, nothing in particular. Just you know, but it's funny. Because, like, when you get into that status where, like, you don't really call each other by your name, you call each other by a pet name. When you call each other by, like, your full name, it just sounds weird. 
Well, there was a couple in our shul who, um, it was during Simchas Torah. Yeah. And so um, I said to her, do you and your husband have pet names? And you know, everybody there usually a, a little, you know, Simchas Torah people were drinking. Yeah. And so she, so she told me, oh, what happened to me there? Ah, where am oh, I? No, nope, you're right here, honey. You're here. I got you. You can see me? I can okay. see you. Okay. So um, there was a, I, so she told me that she called her husband Poopsie. Poopsie. So Poopsie. I, I'm, I'm, so I'm standing there with her and we're watching the men doing the hakafas. And this man is standing, you know, like right, uh, right in front of me. And he's trying to get this man's attention. And he's calling him by his regular name to try to get his attention. And the guy's not turning around. The guy like doesn't hear him. And he's yeah. calling his name yeah. and calling him. So for a joke, so I said to this guy, call him Poopsie. Oh, gosh. So, <laughs> so he calls out, hey, Poopsie. <laughs> and the man turns around right away. And the woman says to me, I'm never talking to you again. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. I love it. I like Sifra I always look forward to it as a kid. It just was so much fun seeing like, because like you see the parents and the rabbi, everyone is like, you know, like more loosed up and more happy and more like, you know, not taking everything so, I don't say seriously, but not taking everything mm -hmm. with such a strong hand. You know, it's more a lighter hand and it's just, it was enjoyable to see everyone just have a good time. Purim, that yeah. and Purim. Yes, oh, that, it was yeah. Purim. Which is coming yeah. up soon. Yeah. You have your costume like ready? Like Purim. I don't know. I would. I was thinking to myself, I'm like, I got on the family WhatsApp and I saw um, your brother and his wife got their costumes. Yeah, I got my costume. Yeah. What are you going to be? What's your costume? Uh, we're going to do um, Ruthie is going to be uh, Carmen Sandiego. I'm going to be Where's Waldo. Oh, that's cute. Where did you get? The, did you go on Amazon? You were yeah. Get these Amazon. 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 Get a shirt and a hat. Done. Uh-huh. And that's what <coughs> I was thinking about to myself that I should do something. I've never done something like that before. Oh, really? Going on Amazon and getting a real, real, like, nice costume. But I'm trying to think of a. <coughs> I'm trying to think of what, what I would be. A jester, a queen, a king, Queen Esther, Vashti. <laughs> trying to think. Well, actually, what have you dressed up as for Purim? I'm trying to I'm trying to wonder. What have you done for Purim? I don't I don't remember. Um, not too much. There was one Purim. There was one form I put a pillow under my dress. And you were pregnant? Yeah. Your father wasn't so happy about that one. Um, <laughs> Another uh, one! Was, and there was a Purim where I put on uh, one of your father's old kapattas and one of his old hats. Yeah. Yeah, got dressed up as a guy. That's a, that's a, you know, that's a typical one. You could get a sheet um, and dress yourself up as Tati, like, floating around. No. That's <laughs> uh, terrible. Um, and, um... Well, I remember when you were a baby, mm -hmm. me, I dressed you up. I, I, I dressed up as a girl. Okay. And I remember coming in from a Gila reading and your father turned around and he saw me, you know, carrying you. You were real. You were you weren't even walking yet. You were real little. And uh, I think you were you were less than a year, about a year old, maybe less than a year old. And I came I came in. You were I put you in this pretty little girl's bonnet and a pretty little girl's dress. And your father just looked at me and like shook his head like, mm, <laughs> no, that's not happening. No, no, I'm not going to have that. Um, yeah, I mean, I've I've dressed up as so many different things, but I've never dressed up as a clown. I've never. <laughs> I, it's funny because like that's like always the main thing in Purim is you dress up as a clown. I've, everyone 
Like that's the thing you dress up as sometime, you know? Wow. A clown, yeah. Clown. Just like my life <laughs> show. <laughs> waka waka waka. Um yeah. We're talking about we've come full circle now, talking about times you felt like a loser and perfect for him dressed up as a clown. <laughs> well, where's Wilder's gonna help me try to find myself? Um yeah. It's I, it's funny because like I'm really looking forward to Purim, but I'm noticing that like you know everyone's getting ready for Pesach. Like I'm seeing advertisements for Pesach. Uh, Giant has all this Pesach stuff out already, you know. But yeah, I, I can't wait. I'll see you guys, God willing, in Florida. Yes, looking looking very very forward to a Bezim Hashem. Yeah. yeah. <sighs> That's one of the great things about uh, you know Lisa. One of the perks of uh, being a senior citizen is that you don't have to really that you don't have to really worry that much about Pesach cleaning, unless you're well, the type of person who you eat in bed all the time, you eat all around the house. You just yeah. you just keep your food to the kitchen and the dining room. So, uh, oh, do you remember the cookie line? Cookie line. I don't know. Were you old enough? What happened was it got to the point with Pesach cleaning that that. Your siblings and you know, like my kids, your, your brothers and sisters, everybody, you know, kids, kids eat all over the house. Yeah. The Morris compa compares children to mice. Yeah, when you know, it comes they, to Pesach, yeah. Yeah, that they, that they spread crumbs all over the place. Yeah. So I finally, um, I finally showed everybody with my foot this little line, like this little line in the wood that we had. We have, we have wooden floors. And this line that was um, in the dining room, I get right at the end of the dining room. And I said, this is the cookie line. There is not to be eaten anything uh, past yes. this line. It was, you couldn't go past the cookie line with food. Yes, and you do the chametz dance. You have oh, to do the chametz dance. dance. So you went yeah. back my memory. Yeah, let's tell the audience about the chametz dance. What it was, it was after Purim. Mm. And so we wanted to keep the house um, crumb free. Mm -hmm. So before you left, as we're, you know, as, as the weeks are coming and we're cleaning and cleaning, finally, we're getting closer and closer to having to confine all eating to the kitchen at all times. And you're know, finding the dining room, you know, because we're about to clean the dining room for Pesach. So before you kids would leave the kitchen, we did what's called the chametz stance, where you actually had to jump up and down and brush yourself off. And I go, let's do the thumb stance, thumb stance, thumb stance, shake it, shake it, shake it. Let's do the thumb stance, shake up all the crumbs and do the thumb stance, thumb stance, thumb stance, do the thumb stance. And then you wrap the entire kitchen in tinfoil. It's true. It's, <laughs> yes. we, we, we make yes. a joke of it, but it actually did happen. And that's very, very real. Yeah, they're, I tell you, they're looking back, there were a lot of, there were a lot of humras. Yeah that we found later on we really did not have to do that just added it just added more stress and more work yep yep and, like the, for instance the, yeah, all that all that you know foiling of the kitchen the walls the counters everything that was that was like totally unnecessary and the refrigerator we found out later as a matter of fact they came out later and they were advising people don't foil the inside of the refrigerator don't do that because it was causing a lot of refrigerator systems to break down. Really well, bad for the refrigeration, yeah. So, um, I mean, you, you have no idea how 
when I had to foil, when we were foiling the refrigeration, how long it took the refrigerator, how long it took me, uh, because the refrigerator, it, the inside of it is, is damp, is wet. So in order to get the foil to stick to the walls, I had to use masking, ta masking tape. And the masking tape, of course, would fall right off. So I had to, I had to actually, I think I took a blow dryer and <laughs> dried the walls. I mean, don't ask how long it took me. Drying the walls of the refrigerator, just drying and drying and drying and drying so they were bone dry. <laughs> and then totally putting foil all over the entire inside of the refrigerator with masking tape. I mean, don't ask how long it took me. How long did it take you? Oh, you're talking hours. Gosh. Hours. Just the refrigerator. Hours. So it's funny. And then years later, as years later, finding out that it was totally unnecessary. You didn't have to. It just wiping it off would have been sufficient. Exactly. Maybe exactly. you might want to put um, a piece of foil on on the shelves, but that's about it. Well, it's 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 funny because the shelves I was cleaning, I didn't realize that like I was trying to be efficient, so I quickly took out the cold sh glass shelves of the refrigerator and started putting hot water and cleaning them. And the whole thing just snapped and broke. And I had no idea. I think I was like nine or 10. I had zero clue about, about that. Like it just broke. I don't know what happened. But yeah. Oh, well. All I know is I remember upon occasion, certain things being cleaned in the house where I'd be downstairs, you kids would be cleaning them, maybe upstairs in the bathroom swing, and I would hear crash. I would say, okay. That's That's... <laughs> what am I going to do? It's gone. Well, like you say, rolling, rolling with the punches. Really? Gone. What am I going to do? <laughs> I, th I think it's what it is. I think rolling with the punches comes with experience, but experience where you accept the reality. And I think I think the initial reaction that we have is just not willing to accept the reality. And the more <laughs> reality you accept, the better your life will be. And it's finding yes. that middle road of reality that you're trying to go for. Um, and that's really something we need to do is uh, the lesson for the day. Um <laughs> Like in uh, the animatics, wheels of morality, turn, turn, turn. Tell us the lesson that we shall learn. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's that's it. Um, thank you so much, Ima. Have a wonderful Shabbos and have a great weekend. Thanks, Sonny. Have a great Shabbos. Love, Love you. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Jewish Boy Calls His Mother. Please send us feedback and comments on our Facebook page and like and subscribe on YouTube. I know I would like it, and my mother would too.